There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. I have some scalding hot tea. Come on. HPJ, hot producer Joe, just revealed to us that what he does when he goes into the Apple store is he goes around to all the phones and iPads and he likes and subscribes on those iPads to Las Culturistas podcast. That's incredible and I love it. And this is what will make tar- Project Chart Operation a success. Yes, because if you don't know, now you know. Project Chart Operation is really in full effect. It's actually been a huge success, you guys. We even got up to, I think, number 61? We got up to number 59 on what? the charts. We yes. cracked the top 60? Cracked the top 60, girl. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, we have HPJ to thank for that and everyone at home who's been uh, rating, reviewing. I was just telling these guys we are here with Pat Regan. Say hi, Pat. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Um, I was just t- sharing with them that I humiliatingly will grab people's phones and you know, I'll do this five star review thing. Have yes, you done the same? I've done the same with my father's. Yeah. Now, have you have you been doing this? I, for us? I took my straight wife's phone and gave a five star review, and it saved our marriage. And that's just what works for our family. Yeah, that's well, amazing. There you go. Whatever works for your family. And yeah, you can uh, dictate whatever's going to work for your family when you do this. I mean, it works for Joe's family to uh, just go into uh, iPhone stores and um, you know the uh, iPhone stores break all the laws. So please help us keep making Project Chart to Operation a resounding success. Yeah. And we'll see you on the reviews. No, oh, look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las culturistas. Ding, Ding dong. Las culturistas calling. And I would say that we are bravely starting 2018. Bravely, we are recording this on January 1st. Wow. 
Rabbit, 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 rabbit. Yeah. I, I mean, can't wait. What, what do you mean by rabbit? Well, people say rabbit, rabbit at the first day of every month to I never good luck. knew that I anyone just, ever said that. It's a very sort of like folksy thing that people do. Apparently, I just learned about this this year because someone would just out of nowhere text me rabbit, rabbit every month, every, every now and what? then. I'd be like, what, what? And then it, it, I would realize slowly it would dawn on me it was the first of the month. That's insane when you and I googled dis- it when you discover a phrase that's yes. popular and well known and you literally have never heard of it in your life. Right? Yeah. I I can't think of one for me right now. What was your response just now when I just said rabbit rabbit? I was rabbit, like, really literally, nice. I've never heard that in my life. And you know what else? There's a person that I heard about who everyone else knows about, and I had never heard who? of in my life until this year. Who? Connor Oberst. <laughs> I didn't know who the fuck that was. Connor Our Oberst. guest doesn't know who the fuck that is. Connor Oberst opened for Casey Musgraves one time when I saw her in concert. Okay, well, if he had come out there and I had been at that concert, you know what I would have said? Who the, the fuck, fuck is, is that? Do you want to know something? A lot of people were there for Connor. That's insane. And then they left when Casey went on. And I was like, That's disrespectful. That is so disrespectful. That's got to be Have rule some of respect. culture number 19. When people, when people leave, are he- when people leave, leave, they are not, not having, having respect. respect. In terms Absolute. of concerts, yes. In terms of that's concerts. A, that rule is a little bit. It's it, it's a journey to get there. No, no, no. I think we just have to say it again. Okay. When, when people, people leave before the headliner, headliner have, have some respect, respect in, in terms, terms of, of concerts. concerts. There we go. That's all it takes every now and then to to really cement the um, permanence of a rule of culture. Can I say something? Yes. I've been really excited about this guest. Oh my god! Because there's there's guests, and then there's this guest. There's there are guests, and then there's a guest that really has worked his or her or their way into the mythology of what we do here, right? And become really this true star. In fact, famously, you suggested perhaps they should become permanent. I and I and I really truly, at, in passing, I thought. Wow, what are some interesting things to do with the show? And I, I don't really want to get into this right now. Yeah, I, you because you know. No, 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 no. I just I I want the I want us to focus on the guest and not about what I said about the guest. You know, does that make sense? So, I do, I do, I get that. Famously, our guest, the three-time and only winner of the Los Culturistas Icon Award. It's fascinating. fascinating. That that's the way it chuck out. Like <laughs> we did Coach War, and I said probably like I mean it will be crazy if Pat won. We all knew Pat we could all, win. Yes. But then Pat won. And then we had to honor that yeah. second win at I Don't Think So Honey Yeah, right. Live. And who could forget when he came out in the mist? In the mist. And there's a beautiful Mindy Tucker photo of him in the mist that he might be using for promotional purposes for a credit. Yeah. And of course, we say shout out to Mindy. Shout out to Mindy. Um, but yes, and this is actually really fascinating and upsetting that he has a credit. Because it breaks the whole sort of his own mythos. Right. I mean, he... He is, of course, New York City's most beloved comedian with zero credits or projects. Um, word for word. Of course, famously, um, the credits prior to this actual credit was, they included um, one time his mom's friend met Colin Quinn on a beach and told him that he did comedy. And um, one time, <laughs> a Swedish woman <laughs> approached him and told him that he would do well in Europe sexually. <laughs> and who could forget the fact that his cousin who's a teen 
owns a vest that was featured in an episode of Ryan Murphy's Scream Queens. Or who could forget the fact that he was blacklisted from the third installment of my show, Live on Broadway. And and we have breaking news. Breaking. Um, after a short hiatus from Lloyd Knight, he has left Lloyd Knight for good. We can now report that our guest has yeah. finally left Lloyd Knight for good. He is on to other opportunities, perhaps even paid. Perhaps maybe even getting twenty bucks from doing a set somewhere. That's huge. Oh yeah. That is that that people need to understand that in New York City that is rare. When you find your Venmo and there's twenty bucks in there after doing a set, it's like a Christmas morning. Absolutely. Now can we talk about the actual credit? The actual credit. I can't wait to be to to see this. I'm gonna be hooting and hollering. Yes, you know I'll be hooting and hollering. Matt, what's the credit? Well, I'll tell you, on Friday, January fifth at seven PM, but the doors open at six thirty PM okay. at the Duplex NYC. In the West Village, right on 7th Avenue, mm-hmm. and I think West 4th. Okay. <laughs> there will be Pat Regan unwrapped and loving it. Yes. With amazing uh, featured guests as well. Aaron Jackson, Josh Sharp, Naomi Ekpare again. The list goes on. Derek Katz. Derek, Derek Katz. Katz. Okay. All right. Sorry. Well, now that he's spoken out of turn. We must introduce... Pat Regan. I would never speak out of turn on my own behalf, but when it comes to my openers, I'm a yeah. mama bear, and I will always, <laughs> always, always fight for them. Yes. You would identify as a mama bear. I would identify as a mama bear. For your openers. For my openers, yeah. yeah. Don't come for me. Don't come for my family. Don't come for my openers. Um, so you identify as white gay. I identify as a white guy, and that is my minority. Mm-hmm. Um, white gay is a minority. I am a big My gum. gay is a minority? White gay, <laughs> white is, gay minority. is a minority. Oh, my God. And then, do you identify as Mama Bear? As is that a minority? Um, it's not a minority, though. It is a marginalized people, okay. <laughs> and Mama in Bear. some spaces, and in some spaces, for sure, it's a minority. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Pat, I think I'm going to get ahead of what you were trying to address just now, after your um, really shocking cough. Now, do you want to talk? Tell everybody what's going on. Yeah. So, a couple of different things are going on. <laughs> with me all right, right now. Yeah, I want to hear it all. As per usual, you know, um, we're all multifaceted here. And I want to also mm-hmm. say, like, I already said this off there, I want to reiterate on the air that my brain feels tired right now, so, like, I might start slow, but whatever. This is famously exactly what Pat said on the last and episode. And it's not by design, it's not contrived, it's like, really my emotional truth right now. Is sure. that you feel tired? I feel, my brain feels tired. Well, what kind of events did you get up to last night on New Year's Eve that would leave you in a tired state? I went to... One party that was like very alt Brooklyn comedy scene. Uh, Absolutely, it was what was stressful about the party was I got there thirty five minutes after start time, yeah, which is safe, I think. And of course, was the first person there. Mm. Oh no, it was a really good party. But everyone was like, I uh, knew people too well to introduce myself, but not well enough to like just start chatting. It's that horrible middle liminal space, and it's I by necessity need to be like central to any group of people that I'm involved in, and I didn't feel like the star of the party. Mm -hmm. That's tragic. My anxiety got the best of me, and Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop coughing. (gasps) Yeah, and so the host actually gave me cold medicine, (laughs) which was which was nice. That is really nice. Um, so I ended up then I left and I went. You didn't refuse the cold medicine outright though, because that's what I would have done. I didn't refuse the cold medicine outright because I felt I might need it. Okay, um, that's fair. That's why they have it. That's why they have it. That's why they make it for people to take. Yeah, and um, coughing. I might have a. This would be such a bad week for me to get a cold because I'm interviewing for a temp job tomorrow or Wednesday. Thank you. Wow. And I also have my show on Friday, so it wouldn't be it's ideal. A for me to get a cold. It's a big week. It's a big week. It's a big week. Well, you could get up there and you could do the show a little sick. I could get up there a little sick, but my mom's been very sick in a way. Like, I don't think my mom could do a show right now. How sick yeah, she no, is. I don't oh, think she no. could either. So if I get the sickness that my mom has, oh, um, that Which would be is bad news. An aggressive cold. 
It's like, yeah, it's an aggressive cold. It's like a voice affecting cold. So it seems like the cough is lingering because it's still sort of... So also another thing going on with me right now is uh-huh. I, we just talked about this off air, but I want to bring it in on yeah, air. It's, 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 it'd be important to I share have, it on air. I have no problem saying something yeah. twice. Um, I've been chewing Nicorette gum. I've never smoked in my entire mm-hmm, life a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. um, I, for reasons unbeknownst to me, I started chewing Nicorette gum and it makes me cough sometimes. But could, I'm going to stop. But Could this be because you are becoming addicted to the nicotine in the gum? Yes, that's, okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right, but but that's like that also makes me cough. But I, I, I whatever. The gum makes you cough. The nicotine. Some I think so. Like when I when I chewed it, it I, might be a placebo. Maybe I don't know, but like maybe I shouldn't have brought that in. But no, no, no. I'm glad you did because this no, is, I'm happy you did. That's a really it's a, that's quite a quirk. Totally. So that that I think is also contributed. I was like never gonna quite a quirk. I was never quite gonna talk about the the cough, but if we're gonna talk about the cough, like I want to really make sure I represent all factors. And you know life. what? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I do want to apologize to you because I was the one who took the cough and brought it into this conversation. Absolutely. And um, right now you're drinking tea. Mm-hmm. We um, all are. We all are. This is this is a nice change of... Can I tell you something? I actually can't stand when people are coughing. Oh, I can't stand when people are coughing. Same. And literally, I just told Bowen, I famously can't watch The Crown because the first two episodes of The Crown are Lane Pierce... Price. Lane Price from Mad Men just coughing too much. And I said, I am not sitting here. For my, it's, it, that's, this is just not what works for me and my family. No one never, To sit right. there and watch the ground. Sure. I, when, I don't want to watch people cough. It doesn't work for me and my family. I'm never on my screen. I mean, if it never happens on my in screen. IRL, it's like, okay, maybe that was like not scripted. But when it's on, <laughs> yeah. when it's on a Netflix or Ridge, I yeah, don't no. need to see it. But I haven't gotten into the crown yet, but I want to because I'm very, I'm famously very into the succession to the British throne. It's, Are you? I'm very into it. It is anything where like humans are like quantified by like something silly. I like. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I really like. I'm attracted really to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really excellent. I wrote it off pretty early on last last year when it came out, and I was I watched the first two episodes. They were such a snooze fest. And I was like, okay, like, this is not for me. Like this sort of crusty, d- coughing. stupid coughing sort of British sensibility. No, no, thank you. But then it really picks up as soon as I mean, spoiler alert: King George the Seventh. Does um, pass away. Does pass away. Okay, wow. And so immediately Elizabeth must succeed, take succession. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the show just really picks up after that. But um, it's so it's why not fantastic. start it there? Because you need you know good note. The, the emotional, note. the emotional context of Elizabeth and her relationship with her father is very important. So anyway, this I don't is, know. I mean, I've never watched the show. I don't know. That's, but you want to get into it. Well, I love, like, I'm very attracted to, like, I always know, like, the top ten yes. to the throne. Whoa, and, okay, really? so right you, now Can you rattle, rattle them off right now? I, I might not know names, but I'll know. So Charles. So Charles, William, uh-huh. um, George, right. Charlotte, Harry, um, and then Charl- and then Edward, I believe, Charles's younger brother, and then Edward's two daughters, Beatrice and Eugenie. Oh, my God. Then uh, the next, um, Edward's, the next... Boy is Andrew because George, uh, because Charles is one of four. So then yes. it's Andrew. Then An- I think Andrew has a son and a daughter, and then it's the sister of. Um, I thought Charles. I thought oh Charles's sister was the oldest. Anne. I thought Anne was the oldest of those siblings. But because she's not a girl, if you were born like before nineteen eighty something, then if you're a girl, so it goes to like Charles, and oh. then like his kids, and then the next after Charles, then his kids. 
and with and with Elizabeth. I want to reality show with like Beatrice. And is Disney. it like a script supervisor whose like job is to figure this out? Like, yeah, they're on, I'm sure, they're like, on the uh, crown. In the cast, it's like okay, guys, wait. Actually, seventh is Eugenie. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Or- <laughs> In real life, I would love that job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be a great job. Someone comes in and is just like, "Hey, actually, this is not the way." It works. What are, What are your thoughts on Megan? Yeah, I love her. I loved her on Suits. Yeah, I, I never. Okay, I never wait. So it. she is like a legit actress. Yeah. Yes. Do you watch Suits? No. I used to you, watch, I know you famously watch. Suits. I famously watch it. Very attractive men in suits. Yeah. Wait, uh, that one guy. Men in suits. What's that? No, two guys. Oh, never mind. I'm That's thinking. Of, I'm thinking of the guy from the Doctor Show. I'm thinking of the guy. His name's Mark Fuerstein. I think he's so hot. <laughs> If Mark Fuerstein, if you're listening, Matt thinks you're He's hot. He's so fucking hot. Famously not Meghan Markle. Famously no, Famously. Markle. No, but Meghan Markle, I've, I've watched Suits with straight boys, and I'll tell you what, they go gaga over Meghan Markle. Really? Like, well, she's oh, scorched. I thought you were going to say scorched. over the men. No. Okay, okay. No, there's, no. I mean, the gays would go that. gaga for Meghan, of course. Totally. But I mean, but I mean, you know when there's one of those girls that are like, oh, yeah, she's like pretty, she's gorgeous, and but then so were like lots of other girls, and then yeah. there's like certain ones that straight boys just love. Yeah. That was my Royal Pains. Of- That's the show I was thinking about. <laughs> Royal Pains. Wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> I just said Royal Pains and the, the headphones knocked off Pat's head. Totally, though. I don't have any experience with Royal Pains, except that, like, I don't respect that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's good about Suits? Just the guys are hot or the storyline so is this, compelling? So this is Suits, and I never, ever wanted to be, like, on college talking about Suits, but... That's where you are, are, bitch. When you come into these doors, you have no idea what's, what's going to happen next. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Suits is, like, there's one hot lawyer, mm-hmm. one hot, like, fuck up. Um, and the hot fuck up is really smart. Like he, ma- but he's like from the streets, mm-hmm. yeah. and so he, I think, used to make money like taking SATs for people because he's so smart, but mm-hmm. such a fuck up, mm-hmm. and <laughs> so hot. Yeah. So then he like is running away from the cops or something, and he accidentally runs into hot lawyers like law firm who's interviewing new lawyers, and he sits mm-hmm. down and he's just like so smart and the, hot and hot that the older hot guy's like wait like, but I he's such a fuck up but he's such a fuck up yeah. and the older lawyer is like I can like make something of you mm-hmm. so they like create... that makes a lot of sense narratively that he would take a chance on this like hot guy who's been the star of just the show just two so hot white men taking a chance yeah. on one another yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why is this day special <laughs> why is this day special over the other days so yeah. so then he ends up getting the job at this law firm <laughs> they create this lie that he went to Harvard Law and then it's kind of the politics of the firm like who will find out that he's like not he's actually a fuck up um, and that young, <clears throat> the young hot guy and Meghan Markle, who's a paralegal, but like she's actually really smart too and capable of so much more. Wow. They kind of have like a romance. So she's not only on the show, she's a big part of the show. She's a huge part of the show. That's God. insane. There's also this red haired woman on that show and I haven't seen it in years. And even when I saw it, I didn't Jessica see Jessica Chastain. Like... <laughs> it was Jessica Chastain. Whenever we don't know their name, there's Jess- Jessica Chastain. Jess- Jessica Chastain turns in a really fun performance in Suits. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah, it's... There's, she's it's almost like Joni from Mad Men, but like oh, fun. but like a little wow, bit. Wow, that feeling when you call her Joni. Joni. I know is that who the fuck are you? I know I haven't seen her Mad best Mad. fucking friend. I haven't watched Mad Men since I was in diapers. Yeah, well I guess what? Joni. Only one person calls her Joni, and that is fucking Roger Sterling, and he was sleeping with her. Totally. I famously wasn't. Um, no, you weren't. But this redhead is like buxom, also not as buxom. Right. But that's a high standard. Of Joni it. is the most buxom. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she just like she's fun, but like so she. Maybe she doesn't have red hair. Maybe I like. Maybe I'm conflating the two. Wow. But, but she's a fun part of the but show. But she is a fun part. The show of the is show. fun, and everyone's like really up early, like doing good work, like at their office. And there's something aspirational uh, about watching it. Yeah, because you can tell they got their shit together. I mm-hmm. thought this exact same thing about. I, I was watching Aaron Brockovich two mm-hmm. nights ago. Congrats, humble brag. Thank you, homo brag. There's so many scenes of just a character working, staying late at night at the office, and there's something aspirational about that too. Totally. In a, in a similar way of watching people 
getting to the office early and doing work. Wait, so I'm actually glad you actually just said Aaron Brockovich because I (laughs) talked, I think, to you about this a little bit. Yeah. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about Julia. Julia. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Is it because of Wonder? I don't know what it is. You know what? I know what it is. I recently watched on Netflix Mona Lisa Smile for the first time. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you. Women can do anything, even be a mom if you're white. I have to tell you. Jennifer Goodwin's one of Jennifer Goodwin's first roles. One of Jennifer Goodwin's first roles, one of Maggie Gyllenhaal's first big parts. And I'll tell you what. I never liked Maggie Gyllenhaal. I never trusted her. I I don't trust her still. Okay, because this is me. Katie Holmes is fucking family. You know what I mean? And Uh, I think that when they replaced her, that was callous in Batman. Yeah. And... Yeah. Maggie, it's like girl. If to me, like Maggie broke girl code, and that was my that was my entrance into Maggie. But Jill who who could have done that? Who could have filled in for Katie? And- but it wasn't Katie's choice. I'm saying. It wasn't? I am making this up, but I don't think it was. I remember feeling like it was like Katie Holmes was going through that whole moment with Tom Cruise. Her stock plummeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, we hate Katie, we hate Katie. And I'm not here to defend Katie. Um, But what I will say is like she was that character Mm -hmm. and she's family. And I won't, we can't put her out to pasture. And so Maggie Gyllenhaal, I've just always had a bad taste in my mouth. But I'm saying like you can't blame Maggie for that. For the Katie stuff. No, but I think... She could no. have refused the part, Bowen. She could have refused. She could have said, I'm would not you? being think, in the Dark Knight. Because Katie. I would, I like to Because Pat's her family. I like to think that I would have. I like to think I, if I was Maggie Gyllenhaal and they came to me and they said, listen, we're going to... We're gonna fuck over Katie Holmes, this young girl in the industry. Yeah, um, you would have said Katie. Is it's family. the top female role said, in this film. Yeah. What do you think, bitch? So, so, anyways, I just always was like Maggie, and then I thought Maggie Gyllenhaal did like fine. Like I was like, I don't know if I'm like getting something from Maggie Gyllenhaal that I couldn't have from Katie. Honestly, I think sh- here's what I'll say: she was giving you a lot in spoiler alert for The Dark Knight. This scene where she gets, for lack of a better word, incinerated by the Joker. Um, She was giving you some really good acting when she realized that she was not going to live. Yeah, right. Um, Right. And I don't. And I think that Katie Holmes is about as talented as like I don't know like. Um, like one of the more talented birds in the world. I want to like be, the, yes. she could probably do as much as like a penguin could on yes, screen. Like totally. she absolutely can come out there and be like, "Oh, that's cute." Like, and then what? Like, it's over. What so do you think? I, I want to be Matt? really clear about my argument is not that Katie Holmes is talented, right? And that would never be my argument. That okay. is a house of cards. So clarify that. My mm-hmm. argument is that Katie Holmes is family. family. <laughs> and we cannot put her out to pasture. All right, I understand. We just I understand. can't. She had the okay. role. Let her what do makes her movies. Her, what makes her family? Is it that Dawson's fucking great teaching Mrs. Tingle bad. Okay, so she's guess. your family because you you feel close to her because of the but projects. But anyone, like, I didn't feel like Maggie Gyllenhaal was family yet. And, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I just, she was a new person. I don't do well with new people. Like, no, you know. But so then I... So did Mona Lisa Smile make her family? So, flash forward to end of 2017. I'm yeah. looking for something on net. Just days ago. And just days ago. And I watch and I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. I love Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, can I tell you the scene that's the real gag? Because I didn't even get to say what the real gag of Mona Lisa Smile is. And this is actually indicative of a much larger problem, which is that no one ever gives Kirsten Dunst the credit. No, oh. you're so she right. Never gives, she never gets the she credit. She never gets the and credit. And I was recently talking to someone about um, Shailene. And how they they thought that Shailene gave gave nothing in in Big Little Lies, no, and I said actually true. I don't think that's true. I just think Shailene makes it look easy. Yeah, and I think Kirsten Dunst doesn't get the credit ever because she makes things look so easy. Like you never think like oh that person's turning in an amazing performance because you don't it doesn't smell like acting. It's just good and the part. Yeah, like so. 
and she's also so malleable. She can do so many different things. Uh, you could associate her with so many different kinds of performances yes. and kinds of movies. Yeah. So Mona Lisa Smile just floats on by, and like the story of it is like Julia Roberts or whatever. But low key, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst yeah. is killing it in Mona Lisa Smile, especially the scene at the like towards the end of the movie. There's two, and and give me a hoot and a holler if you agree. Okay. Okay. Having freshly seen. Okay. The scene where she's like. Your husband hates you. Yes. He hates yes. you. And she's really talking about herself. And Maggie's and, like. And Maggie embraces. And it's one of those like beating against the chest. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a It's really... a great moment. And then. That's funny. I was going to come. I was going to come for Kirsten when you were done talking. Oh. But now that you've worked that scene and I'm, I'm remembering that. And I, now I'm going to twist the knife. Okay. The scene where she's on the bike following the car at the end, like looking into the car. Yeah. That was all right for me. She get, she's she. There was the most lived in performance from her. Yes. There. For sure. Julia Stiles is a full psycho in that movie and I will go forgot she was in it bitch she's someone who flies under and and forgot she was in it I think she has I think Julia Stiles is like very niche like I think those who like love and those who don't love don't even know she exists I love I love love 10 Things one of my favorites I love 10 Things love Larissa Olenek yeah Larissa Olenek in 10 Things really knew the assignment but Julia so I watched Mona Lisa and I'm like I'm just like having this moment with Julia, with Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, not Julia right, Stiles. Right, right, right. Never, never Julia Stiles. I'm having a moment with Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah, I've never and... had. A, I've never had a moment with Julia no, Stiles. No, can we I just can't do. we just said ten things. No, I do. I know. Yeah, but I'm she didn't mean, give you I'm the mean, moment. Mean, ten mean, things. Mean. Yes, she did. No, no that, I, I hate the end. Oh, okay, she's wait, wait, yes, when, she, when, when she reads the, the poem, poem, she is giving you the moment. Oh, come on. Yes. Okay. That's actually rule of culture number twenty-two. When she reads the poem, Julia Stiles is giving you a moment. Yes, that's true. She gives. I hate the way. And she goes up against. You didn't call. Yes. I don't I, hate you at all. I hate the way. I don't hate you. Not, Not even, even a little, little bit. bit. Not, Not even at all. Run out of English class. Yes, go, queen. <laughs> no, and speak. I, this, and then we're going to, I'm going to. Oh, my God. And when she was mortified when Heath Ledger was singing that song on the bleachers, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. She was truly a white feminist in a good yeah. way. In a good way. She was a um, painter. Militant. Played played field hockey. Didn't care about um, decorum. Yeah. But oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm so sorry. Before we move on, she was yes. not a painter. That was not a, not another teen movie. And also, she yeah. and that was of course um, a parodying. Yes, she, that Rachel Lee Cook's character, and right. she's all that. Who was a but writer? They, but they did play with paint in that. Yes. Scene. Yes. Their yes, meet yes. cute like was, montage yes, ends in that. Paint. It was paintball, but it was they throw border balloons filled with paint. Can we be clear? So unclear. What that fucking diversion was. What like, what the hell was that? Like, if they were trying to, and I will say this shame on that movie because they had an opportunity to bring a lot of tourists to whatever that was, and it was not clear what it was. No, I, no. They, they, they paddle boated there. They had to have a montage of them, a montage of them having fun, and they had to make it contemporary because it was a contemporary telling of Taming of the Shrew, and they had to make it modern, which at the time was paintballing, throwing paintballs at each right. other. And well, then Julia, show, Julia Styles will always take a Shakespearean. Um, Famously, like reimagining. Yeah, yes. she'll always take that. She'll oh. always take that role. Oh, even now that she's like, I feel done acting. Um, she like O. Oh right. Oh, yeah, and yeah. also Taming, and then also she did Hamlet, a modern Hamlet. She played Ophelia on stage oh. on film on film on a film. I think I remember this. And I forget who else was in it, but there's big names. I haven't seen. Okay, so, Wait, so I'm sorry, talk I, about your moment that she gave you. Yes, Julia Roberts. Julie why Roberts. are you? Th- okay, why are you? Oh, so Julie Roberts. One why last, are you I just wanted to say one last thing about ten things I hear about you okay, that I may go. never get to say again. Okay. <laughs> Allison Janney turns in a fun performance. Well, that was that was one of <laughs> Allison Janney's first like breakout movie mm-hmm. roles. Yeah, it was, it was so the fun. first time she took a small nothing part and made it into a thing. Which well, yeah, I know. No, was was um. She was gorgeous before that. 
Yes. Around the same time. Okay. I think maybe before. right But it before. was like, it was timed out and, and the right, it was building on all of that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I want to say about Jani. Hey, Los Culturistas listeners. We're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So, whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. 
Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And then, uh, um, and then, um, okay, so, so Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts I, I didn't have a moment with her in Mona Lisa Smile, but I thought, like, the whole time I was like, wow, like, I'm in Julia Roberts right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it also got me thinking, like, I don't even know Julia Roberts. You know what I mean? Like, I feel you like I don't kn- know her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no I feel like does. I know the stars of today. I don't know Julia Roberts at all. And I've never seen Aaron Brock. But my end is one of the best movies to. of all time. I would love. You have to. You would love. It's never not great to watch. And it's very relevant now, shall I say, in these political times, because it's all about the difference that one person can make. Mm-hmm. And so is Mona Lise. But <laughs> I, um, but my entrance to Julia and my favorite Julia moment, of mm-hmm. course, has to be my best friend's wedding. Yes. Dance at the one end. One of my favorite and movies And most ever. of... I got moves you never seen. Oh, yeah. Like no, yeah, she's yeah, great yeah. in it. But she does. And here's the thing about My Best Friend's Wedding, too. On paper, and this is the mark of someone that's really great. On paper, that character is so awful. So unlikable. Like, you can't like that person. Right. Like, imagine. And also, it's kind of like this with Elle Woods. Imagine getting that script and being like, oh, and also we have to like her. Bye. It's like, y- no way. Yeah, so hard. But, like, it, but like there's something. Cause just because so annoying. You know right. what I mean? So annoying. The motivations are so bizarre. Right, right. But Selfish. Then, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then to turn it around and make it a thing. I think My Best Friend's Wedding is one of the best ever. I do too. Cammy Diaz's second Cat role. Made, yeah. And I famously said that the Cameron Diaz's karaoke scene in that movie was an emotional tearjerker. Wow. I don't get that, but I still I don't, don't get I don't that. Know, I, don't I, I don't know that I can't. I don't want to get into it. Okay. Um, my roommate. Get into it. My roommate caught me watching Aaron Brockovich uh, this weekend. Caught, caught. There's shame around it. For well, you? because he was, he was like, I tweeted about it. I was like, last Aaron Brockovich viewing of 2017, and then like later on the day, I was still watching it at home, and he goes, "Didn't you already see this this today?" And I was like, "I didn't finish it," but he said that. Mm-mm. Julia Roberts no. did not deserve the Oscar that wow. year over Ellen Burstyn in Requiem for a Dream. Oh Look, wow! Wait, was she the, take a walk? Wait, but who was? Wait, but who was she in Requiem? Because I don't know that name. I didn't. I didn't see it. Ellen Burstyn mo- is a legendary actress who plays the mother. The, okay, that I watched that movie in college, and I'll say that woman really did a good job. But then she I, apparently she won the Oscar the next year. No, the, Ellen, Burstyn, Ellen Burstyn has never won an Oscar. I don't. I don't know that. She, I actually. I have to step, bravely step out and say. Sorry if you're like a, a gay who is an Oscar gay. I actually consider myself among you, but I do not know if Ellen Burstyn has won an well, Oscar, and we have to look. And up. I didn't even know who Aaron, Ellen Burstyn was. Yeah, until it was no, no, no. She did win best. Uh, she yes in the eighties. No, she won. Um, she won in in the seventies for what? For Scorsese film Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, Best Actress. <laughs> there you go. And actually, okay. we're going to be crucified for not knowing that. I think that we can get a pass on that from a seventies movie. I would I forgive know. that. I would forgive that. Someone recently <laughs> You're said You're a forgiving to me, person. Someone recently said to me that um they were like, Oh, like loved your episode of Culture Is Dust. Shout out to the podcast we're on. And I was like, Oh, thank you. They're like, It's so hard to like listening to something because you wanna like get like, you wanna be in the conversation. I was like, Oh, I know, like I identify with that emotionally. Absolutely. And they were like, especially when the person keeps getting like facts wrong. Yeah. And <gasps> I was like, Okay, honey. That was definitely a read on our podcast. Look, I'm not saying everything. But I think I'm not saying specifically right. of me, because I listened to when I was here before, I listened to that back and I said like lots and lots of wrong things. I well, said that oh, I said yeah. that um who's who's oh who is red hair de- uh desperate housewife again? Marsha Cross. Marsha Cross. I said Marsha Cross's character in Melrose Place was an alien, which is like yeah, not that true. was truly a crazy thing someone, to say. She had a she had an alien like scar. Someone right. someone did come for me 
for mis- misstating that Anne Hathaway's love interest in Devil Wears Prada was the guy from Rooney, and that was actually yeah, that was the wrong Princess movie. Diaries. Yeah. Yes, and you know what? I just want to say, just to all the culturistas out there who are listening, I, I hope are, thank you for saying this. We are not, we are not the paragons of truth. We don't have fact checkers here. Okay, we do not have that luxury. Mm-hmm. We are just simply operating from a place of common and oftentimes incorrect cultural knowledge and that is the beauty of this podcast yeah. is that everyone can access this there's no you know there's no barrier of entry here okay? so when there's you so in, when you that. dm us on instagram be kind also pat hold my hand across the table because i have to tell you something because i feel Wait. like uh, that you identify with me in a certain way okay i'm so and nervous right now this actually is kind of like a quote i live my life by which is i don't know my words but i do know my heart and I feel that you don't know your words, but I have you do no, know your heart. I have no idea my, my, my words. words, but I know the my heart like the back yeah. of my hand. Yeah, exactly. So if I'm ever getting <laughs> something wrong, it's just that I don't know my words, but I but I do know my heart. Like the words I'm saying are wrong, but yeah, I, I am but speaking I know my the heart. truth. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. That's now beautiful. that we had that moment, I feel like Bo and Yang, he does know his words very well. You but are I, a word queen. I don't know my heart. I know. That's so. That's what's so wow. hard. That's, that's what's, what's so, what's so hard, hard about being so gay. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it takes so much longer to know your heart. Absolutely. Yeah, that's actually really true. I, I Can I ask you something? Okay. So being a white gay that was growing up on Long Island, mm-hmm. did you have a type which I feel like was forced upon us and force-fed to us gays living on Long Island, which was the the tan Guido-type man? And I still like subscribe to that. Not yeah. that I would like date that man. or Maybe I would. I'm not close-minded if if you're out there listening. Um, but yes, that well, I think that will always be like... My first... All right, my first... Like sexual awakening attraction mm-hmm. was cartoon Cyclops from X Men, oh, and that yeah. kind of like standoffish, like comb over, like militant mm. man. That that and then also those like very t- like popped collar, like puka shell necklace. Yeah, and I like, still will. I'll never like pass over a porn of that. I'm sorry, but how does how does Scott and X Men? Um, that I guess those are two overlap separate things. With I, I don't. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. That's I, I wasn't. I wasn't like interrogating you. On no, that. and I, I just... didn't feel like you were. But okay. um... well, I think that the thread here is that you're not like. Just masculine. Your men. sexual impulses are like crazy. Like I remember when Jersey Shore came out. Mm. My first thought was, oh, was not that. Oh, those people are ridiculous. It's like, oh, I desperately want to fuck Polly D. Mm-hmm. It was like Polly is very hot, and so is Ronnie. And very it, hot. No, and, Ronnie, I don't get because I think Ronnie has an anger problem. I get Ronnie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, if you're going to talk about... But then you're getting into their personality. You're right, and, it's and this isn't about and, that. and Vinny, and Vinny's such a sweet boy. I'm not sexually attracted to Vinny, though I Same. am embarrassingly and famously sexually attracted to, to the situation. situation. Okay. I, so for me, situation's like a butterface. I mean, absolutely. Exactly. He's but a classic butterface. Classic butterface. Yeah. Was there, like, a type growing up in Denver that was, like, forced on everyone that was like, this yes, is hot? Yes, yes, yes. It was, like, um, the skier-swimmer hybrid. Totally. It was this. It was the ski bombs, which are just the geographical um, equivalent to like a surf, a surf bum. Person. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I think pervasive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, that guy surfs and therefore is hot. Yeah. yeah, but for me, like my high school was very much like the hot guys of my high school were tape up, like pretty tan. Yes. Uh, Wait, tape up. Like that. So remember tape ups, blowouts. They were big when I like. I'm even two oh. years. Like everyone's two years younger than me, and you guys are included yeah, in that. Yeah, famously. famously. And but when I think Owen's three years younger than you. Are no, you serious? Twenty seven. I'm twenty nine. Yeah, two. Yeah, years. but he only just turned twenty seven. But I only. But I only just turned twenty nine. Well, somehow I'm right. Our our birthdays are a week apart. Scorp. Scorp. Um, I'm very much a Scorpio. But I um, <laughs> I. Uh, but no, like blowouts were big. Okay, so yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, like that, like that, like Paulie D haircut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, and you prescribe to that? I subscribe to it, and I like I still. Did you just correct me, bitch? <laughs> did I? D- let me tell you something. I just fuck I, you. I have because it is prescribed. No. It is prescribed. <laughs> okay, sure. It could be subscribed to, but it is also prescribed. Well, prescribed. And I look to you because I don't know my words, but I do know my heart. Right. And I well, am betrayed, and I look to you who knows. His I words. know my words, and I don't know my heart. But I will say that prescribe implies like a, a pre. Like just like a, a pre sort of like prescribe. It's like a doctor like writing something down for you. That would be, or I guess you could say culture prescribed that to me, and I subscribe to it in turn. Or you ascribe to something. Hmm. So you, Anyways, you know what? No one's wrong. But yeah, all of my high school crushes did kind of like fall into that. Okay. That's so gorgeous. you liked a lot of guys that were named like Justin. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> you know. And so now, when you're out there on the hunt, mm-hmm. are, you look, are you looking for a Justin? Not really, <laughs> but if like that would be like a fantasy situation because all right, those right, guys right. aren't inherently straight. You know what I mean? Right, right, and, right. Like, oh yeah. Like you'll never meet, like unless they're like um, newly gay. I feel like you won't often meet a gay poly D. I don't need a. I don't need that. But I, I yeah, I'm like a. Tra- I would say. And I'm also, you don't want. I don't need it. I don't need it. I have I, a question I'd like to pose to the to the group. Okay, mm-hmm. which is. Would you at your at this juncture in your in your lives have the patience, have the time, even if the chemistry wasn't like full? Well, you know, let's just say, okay, let's. I know what you're gonna say. Do we have the time and the patience to like bagger Vance in a newly gay person into like as as we're in a relationship with them? I don't think I wait. Have the what patience. do you mean by bagger Vance? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, he no. means like you know like like like, do, like are you gonna be like their Sherpa? Oh no, like. Yeah, I think that's... I think it depends on the person. I do understand, though, wanting to be someone's, like, Sherpa into the gay world. Like, yeah. I, I understand, especially if the connection is mostly sexual. Right, right, right. That's why I think a lot of us have stories about, like, a call-me-by-your-name type situation where you hook up with an older guy. Mm-hmm. When I saw that movie, which I would give a solid eight or 8.5 out of 10, I don't dislike it as much as Bowen, mm. but I... I I see some issues with it, but it wasn't... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it swept me away, but I did... Um, connect very much with that Mm -hmm. and I think there is something in like uh, a a younger or newer gay that you're like I want to be the one that saves them right I don't necessarily feel that but I I famously from the other side of it came out when I was like 25 so I felt like lots Mm -hmm. of people were like not sure if it was like sexually like but I always felt like gay friends were like teaching me how to be gay yeah I feel this might be irresponsible of me to say. I feel like coming out now, there are tons of materials out there, honey, for oh, you please. to read up. It's a whole fucking different story, <laughs> honey. Yes, it's honey. funny. You know, I've been tutoring a little bit at my old high school. Mm-hmm. Thank you, algebra. Wow. And oh, um, good. it's so funny being back there because it's like a Catholic school, and there's so many like just gay kids now. You're like, good at math. Um, I wouldn't have said I was. He can communicate it. That's what's important. It's not about being good. It's about right. communicating. And it. also, I'm kind of good at it. And so, uh, oh, yeah, that, that, you know what? The fact that you just claimed that—that that looks yeah, really good. On I know you. I'm in a really good space right now about kind of yeah. accepting credit when I deserve credit. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. amazing. But I do—I don't remember any algebra, so every time I'm going to go meet him, I don't know what he's doing. I just, I just in the hour before try to learn as much algebra as I can, and then hope it like it covers what he's doing. Oh, that yeah. wow! But there's so many gay kids now in my high school, and I always want to go up to them and be like, you know, you weren't allowed to do this when I was here. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. it wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> No, I don't think it would. I think also it would jeopardize your position there as a, it would as a tutor. Absolutely jeopardize that. Yeah. But in some ways, I feel like there is some 
thin obligation to let these children know, these young girls know what the struggle was and what, how we paved the way. Truly, well, <laughs> truly, well, Ab- we're taking credit when, when credit is due. On the other side of the coin, I have this gay uncle, and it's like the exact opposite. Where it's like, oh, where he makes you feel guilty about not it? Not guilty, but it's like I feel that generational difference where like. Which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, totally. I saw Torch Song with him recently. Oh, that's nice. Oh, you saw Torch Song. You're the third this guest. Is, we've had so I much don't need discussion. To talk, I don't need to talk about it, but I will. what I will say <laughs> is that Tabitha from, do you, you guys watch Tabitha, Tabitha Salon? Takeover. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm familiar. She's with this her. Australian lesbian goes into goes into small businesses right, and right, like right. is a bitch to everyone yeah, to yeah, fix yeah. their business. And she was in the audience five rows ahead with her girlfriend, looking gorgeous, amazing, mm-hmm. famously one of Kate McKinnon's first. Um, the first sketch Kate McKinnon was in on SNL was an impression of Tabitha. I had no idea. That was the first fun one? fact. Yeah, I remember. I, I, I guess I remember her from doing Penelope Cruz, which I guess. She, it was bizarre for her to do. <laughs> when she did Penelope, she did an impression of Penelope Cruz that was literally like... Just like lisp, 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 lisp. Like, literally <laughs> the joke was, this woman says words weird because she is her, she's ESL. <laughs> she's Spanish, yeah. <laughs> like, it's... But, but hey, I mean, I guess you can do that. She got right in there. Hot and she, beautiful and blonde. There's got, definitely a way to do that. There's definitely a way to do that. <laughs> what I'm saying is check your privilege, Kate McKinnon. Send out the message. Send out the message. That's a beautiful thing about, I guess, uh, having more gay visibility is we can criticize these gay, these gay successes openly. Yes. It's like when you come for Sam Smith. It's like when I come for Sam Smith, but I also come from it. From for him from a place of supporting him. Yeah, I feel that that's a crucial part. People always think that like, oh, gays are talking shit about each other. Gays, gays, gays. No, They're mean. Gays, everyone's always like gays, gays, gays. I, I would say everyone's always says gays, gays, gays. gays. Um, but that's not necessarily it. It's just that we want the things that represent us to be as good as they we possibly have can. High expectations. And also, we are allowed. To, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think so, honey. Critics, for the most part, but that's why art exists is to is to have a discussion about "Call Me by Your Name." And when you come out and you give your tweets and you make your Facebook posts that literally make it seem like you're stupid if you don't like "Call Me by Your Name," then you're contributing to a toxic culture. Thanks. I almost always, when I connect with culture, it's about like observing people. Like okay. I, that's why, like that's why I respond positively to reality TV. Yes, that's why th- that's the big draw for you. For like, I watched a lot of Beverly Hills Housewives yesterday. Oh, what do you thought think? of you? Wh- which season? Like, Erica current? Jane is a superstar. Okay, so this won't win me any fans. I don't like Erica Jane. That's insane. Yeah, it's not what I. It, I feel it. She. It's not what I'm there for. Like, get it? Like, I feel like. What she, are you there for? If I'm not for Erica Jane. I'm there for like Aileen Davison. I'm there for oh, like. An, I'm there for like an older woman who's like just trying to make friends and like navigate. <laughs> Her social, and I don't feel like that's what Erica Jane's using it for something else, which is fine. But it like annoys. It's like keeps. It's like, I, like I feel like she's like doing drag in a way that like I'm not trying to watch. Like I'm not trying to watch when I watch Housewives. You know what I mean? Like I want to mm-hmm. see like women try to connect over like um, their lives in a way that Erica Jane I don't think is willing to. I think that Erica Jane is different than all the other houses because she's not necessarily directly contributing to the drama as much as she is commenting on how ridiculous everything is and being too good for it and. Literally being too good for it, which I don't want to watch. I do. You want someone who um, I want someone who's there doing it, and then I can, to... as the viewer, have my own commentary. Erica Jane's sin is that she doesn't want to play ball. Yes. Yeah. Well, she is, it's not what she signed up for. Tell me if you, but we'll use Bowen as a barometer for this because he mm-hmm. doesn't watch it. Right. But tell me if you, this wouldn't tickle you, Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. Who's like the housewife? I'm familiar with. She Lisa. is starting. Shit. Yes. 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 Like. 
And Lisa Rinna also, who starts a lot of shows. I love I, Lisa no, Rinna. I can't with Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna, it's like, yeah. After you, Veronica Mars, she, I will follow her to the ends of the earth. Right, but she it, knows she's on Housewives, and it's like really tough. She, yeah, it's she needs to like take two. She's gotten even better since like two seasons ago, where she was like literally. I think her brain was actually literally fried from like <laughs> trying to contrive like arguments with people. Yeah. Okay, so well, Lisa she'll and Lisa. literally say two different things to two people, and then be bewildered that it's like a problem. Oh. But okay, so Lisa Vanderpump like says to someone, "You better not wear pink. Pink is my color." And Erica Jane, they cut to Erica Jane, and Erica Jane like rolls her eyes. Direct cut to an Erica Jane talking head, and she goes. I'll wear pink wherever the fuck I want. <laughs> you can't own a color beat. It's not possible. I love and it. And then another beat. She goes, also, why would you want to own pink? It's not that great of a color. <laughs> and I'm like, you're got to be kidding me yeah, if you don't enjoy that's that. Great, that's I, see, that I, like, that I like, that's like her like actually giving her opinion on an interaction in a way that I feel like... Um, I just, I, it feels like she has writers in a way that I don't like. Like, oh, I just, I feel like there's really? a, there's this wall. I don't think that we're seeing like an actual person. I feel like we're seeing like a performance piece, and that's fine, but it's not what I want when I watch Housewives. Interesting. You want interpersonal like, want, you know, you drama. You know who I want? I want Sonia Morgan all day, every oh, day. Oh, God. Because Sonia. That's a woman who's trying to engage with her life <laughs> and on screen and, and failing, but like, um, but at least what we're seeing is like a real human being. Sonia's on Real Housewives of New York, and she's truly a she's I just th- a she's just a real like, but drugged kind, out mess, kind hearted. It's just, yeah. it's just really interesting to hear. Um, and this is just true of anyone who talks about reality shows, but like of what we demand of reality show, you know, people. It's just that like like you're like I'm listening to you say, I wish she engaged with her life more, and I'm just like, that's so interesting. That's so interesting that we are. Not, I'm not saying you're making demands of anybody, but thank I'm just, you for but, acknowledging that you're not saying. But, <laughs> but, you, but to hear, but to hear, just the the overall conversation around around reality show stars being like, she should change her life in this way that is fully on display. For well, the rest I'm of no, us. well, no one has made this demand. They have signed up for, for yeah, it. You're, they, you're right. You're it's right. You're true. Right, you're right, you're right. Who I forget who said. <laughs> maybe it was you. Maybe it was Joel. I Pat is just yeah. He's very smug right now. <laughs> so smug. Um, but someone said you have to know the assignment. I you said have that. to you understand said that. the assignment. You said that. You have to understand the assignment. I said that of Faye Resnick. And okay, Faye, Faye Resnick, Resnick understands the assignment. Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever she's is doing Faye, anything. Is Faye still is Faye still in the universe or no? She's still in the universe, though she hasn't made an appearance in a, in a okay. But who? she's never been a regular. She's always Got been it. like someone who pops in. Who is the housewife who understands the assignment the most? Um, Lisa Renna thinks that she does, uh, <laughs> but that but that doesn't count. Well, I don't. It doesn't count. Um, maybe, maybe like Dorinda Medley. Like, I fucking <laughs> love Dorinda. You would be obsessed with Dorinda. I think you said this to because me. Dorinda will literally be screaming, <laughs> and then but but then also on the flip side, Dorinda's like the coolest one. She gets oh. very incoherent. Yeah, when she's it's drunk. like when she's when she's sober and present, you're with her the most because you're like, yeah, Dorinda gets it. Like she's like someone that you know, like you love Dorinda. And then when she has a moment where she's being like either like too sloppy or incoherent it is so crazy because you're like where is the person who exists inside you that's rational oh, I these love are that. my favorite that's housewives me. that is you that is me. <laughs> these are, yeah you're kind of doing that these are my favorite housewives <laughs> my favorite housewife is carol adswell who's kind of boring yeah, but yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I, I like her too but yeah she's never like I, it never feels like she's making demands of me to like um, be entertained by her like she's truly just living like she really it's truly voyeuristic to watch her because yeah. she's not trying to like she doesn't like she's a Kennedy she doesn't care if she gets off the show tomorrow that's crazy that your favorite is Carol but you also prefer a housewife that mixes it up 
Um, I don't always. Pre- I I prefer a housewife who's who engages with who's her life. Th- who's authentic? Okay. What I'm looking for here, what I'm my criteria here is authenticity, like one thousand okay. trillion percent. If like do scripted, Erica. Like I think Erica should do scripted or do concerts, which she does. But like, um, and then and then if you, if that's what you're looking for, you go and, and pay for that concert. But I don't <laughs> think that she. <laughs> I don't think that. There's something about Erica that offends me, and also there's something about her that feels very, very like pandery to me, like specifically oh. the gay men. That it's like, um, that is also like I feel patronizing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like I like she, like her. She has this creative director, Mikey, who's like, yeah, yeah. she brings in all the trips, and like, and like, it just feels. I don't. I mean, he's living his dream life, but also like she like he'll like get her already, and then she like locks him up like in his freezer while she like goes to like, <laughs> do, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I just feel like she. Really, like, um, gay men feel like toys to her in a way that I don't like, and I don't know. I if understand. Isn't, isn't that not true of all the housewives? Though? No, not in this way. Okay. Not in this way. Do you okay. know what Beverly Hills really goes out of its way to do? <laughs> and and I notice they really go out of their way to do this. Oh, yes, and they I'm... want you to know that the housewives and their housekeepers are family. Mm-hmm. They, they oh. like, but that that's oh that's a that's a. Tradition, like New York, did that a lot. Like Luann's house, yeah, uh, housekeeper yeah, yeah. was her family. Rosie, yeah, um, they love that. Oh my God, what do you I make know. of all this Luann news? I know. I think even like, I'm following this because it's so yeah, big. it's well, crazy. Luanne's like truly, what we've seen in the last ten years is like the complete unraveling of a person, and oh. it is crazy. But she's in treatment now. Maybe it's the best thing that could have happened because now she's in treatment. Yeah, you got to get to the bottom. Luann's narrative is this: like she, she grew up in Connecticut. Was like in nursing school, moved to New York mm-hmm. for on like a modeling contest. She's like won a modeling contest. <clears throat> was like struggling. Beautiful girl. Beautiful young girl. Beautiful woman still. This was a woman who saw what the world had to offer and wanted it. And who can <laughs> yeah. fault her for that? No one. Not no, I. Not, not absolutely I. no one. Especially not you and not you and no, not, not me. me. And not HBJ. Not this hoe and not HBJ. No. Not this hoe. And so she wasn't booking in New York. Ugh. Who can't relate to that? Who can't relate, who can't relate to that? Well, Bowen books. I forget why. I don't. You okay. do book. You do he books. books. He's and you book too. No, I never booked. And then once. why were you in LA last week? Didn't book. Uh, okay. Well, guess what? Didn't book. Didn't book. I'm sorry. That's okay. Came close. Sorry. So Luann goes to Europe. IDKY. I forget. And she becomes. She marries the count. Not yet, oh, honey. Okay. She is like becomes this kind of like personality in Europe. Like she's like a game show host in Europe, and she becomes this like. <laughs> oh my god! She, I, what, I forget, Did you know this? No. Okay. I forget what, but I remember thinking like, wow, she was like a deal or no deal host of Europe. Oh. And she, she also did like sports commentary. It was insane. What? She was the Meghan Markle of the time. A little bit. And so she then, wait, no, actually not at all. She was <laughs> like the Aaron Andrews of the time. No, didn't, so, wasn't, didn't Meghan oh, Markle? Yes, oh, yes, you know, you're oh, right. Deal or no deal boxes? You're actually Suitcases? weirdly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You're actually yeah. weirdly yeah. right. Okay. Bowen's actually weirdly right about that. <laughs> wow. A deal or no deal girl is going to be royalty. In the royal family, yeah. Honestly, when you look back at deal or no deal, it was truly offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's deeply insane. When you look back. But <laughs> um, but so so she's like get, is making her money like as a TV personality in Europe. Time of her life meets the count. Her and the count have a whirlwind. They go they subway they come back to New York on vacation. Subway to court to after two weeks take a subway to town hall. Get their marriage. And they go to the Swiss Alps where they're raising their kids. Mm-hmm. They're raising their kids there for years. <laughs> Luann is driving her kids along the Swiss Alps mountainside. Car tumbles off cliff. No. Okay. What? Destroyed. They climb out of the car. She's looking for her kids. I swear to God. (laughs) This woman, like, this is the story of Lou. Keep going, keep going. The story of Lou. She gathers her two kids and she she brings them, she walks barefoot. 
walking along the Swiss road. I forgot. I forget. Maybe they're not barefoot. I forgot. The why, way- is it, why isn't this a TV movie? It should be. You are just regaling be. this. The story of Lou. So they get to a neighbor's house and knock. They're like, <laughs> and she's like, our car fell off the cliff. They <laughs> <laughs> so they get back to her husband's account. And he can't believe what's happened. No, who could? It's The Swiss are never the same for Lou. She After that experience, she felt she hated the, the Alps. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I would understand. Yeah. Okay, so, so, that, so is that moves, why? So she moves to the Hamptons where she becomes a New York socialite and becomes friends with who but Jill Zarin oh. who was in talks with Bravo about a show called Manhattan Moms. Jill says, I know this woman, Luann. She'd be great. Luann was doing these like insane, stupid, self-produced like web videos yeah. with like her and her daughter like shopping at TJ Maxx for deals. <laughs> it was like, even us in the Hamptons, look for budgets. And so, yeah, crazy. I've seen them. And is so, that what kind of caused caused the dissolution of the, her marriage to the count, the long distance? By the time she got to the Hamptons, no, the count came to the Hamptons. Oh, but by the time they got there, I th- I honestly think like the car tumble like played a part. Like they just were disconnected. She gets on this reality. That is show. an origin story. She becomes like desperate to protect her family because now her marriage is crumbling. But she just signed up for this. Um, yeah, so for the show. first like three seasons, she's very closed off, very like pretentious, and very. Um, like holier than now because she doesn't want anyone to see like the cracks in her life. Mm. Count leaves her for a younger woman. <gasps> She's single and that's when she got really real. And that's when audiences really came round on her. Yeah. Also Jill left who like ha- had become like a real villain of the show. And right. so Luann was like then branched out more by herself. And so Lou for a couple seasons was great. Like she famously like was always bringing guys back to hotels and like banging them. Like but they would go on trips. She, like brought guys back and like famously. Yeah, I, I saw an episode where she banged a guy and they all got really jealous. They all got, well, they all got really mad that like he she like banged him and then like they like left this guy like upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in, he was in the room and what's her face who was so annoying Heather Thompson Heather mm-hmm. was like I can't believe there was a man in this house. Mm-hmm. Like, How would you feel? <laughs> and it so, was really and also and that plot line lasted all yeah, season. They, because they were wow. really mad about it. That wasn't fake. They were really mad. And Luann's thing was, what if I had a man in here and you brought the cameras in? Because they have like, there's un, a, it's yeah. like an unbroken code. Don't bring the cameras in my room and the door is closed because you yeah, don't know yeah, what yeah. I'm doing in there. Yeah. So whatever. And so they she, did and, that. And they, they were screaming. And she famously, now this woman who used to be this like European like ingenue slash like countess is now like in, it's morning. She's in huge shades, a, biki- a black bikini and just a bathrobe. And she says like, don't be all uncool. Be cool. Don't be all uncool. I yeah. have, we've all seen the gif. And so... Then she meets this guy Tom, who has slept with two two housewives, Ramona and Sonia, previously. Oh, really? And they I didn't all they all they're dying to like break this apart. Like they just hate that Luann's like winning, and um, they're like he's cheating on you, like, he's doing all this stuff, and she's like, no, me and Tom love each other. Like we're both players, and we found each other. And, like I'm the f- oh, I, I love when girls are like I'm the female version of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was really into that. Yeah. And so <laughs> then uh, I met my match. So then. On a Miami trip, Bethany gets a photo texted to her from <gasps> New York City at the Regency Hotel, Tom making out with a woman. And Bethany flips out. Bethany and Luann, long-term rivals, mm-hmm. flips out, doesn't know what to do, sobbing in her bedroom. I don't know what to do. I of wish course, I didn't get this, but I didn't. What do I do? It's a huge problem for her. Yeah, yeah it's really hard and on so Bethany. she conflicted about whether or not to <laughs> tell, tell Luann yeah. as her enemy. Famously, she goes, Luann, I have to. So she already tells other women, and they're talking about it behind Luann's back, oh. um, but all under the guise of like being good girlfriends. Yeah. And so Bethany says, Lou, I have to tell you something really bad. And Lou goes, I hope it's not about Tom. And Bethany goes, it's about Tom. They tell her she like the flips out, but it becomes this thing where now it's clear Tom's on cam. On cam. Oh my god! 
now it becomes clear Tom's cheating on her, but it's also because of the narrative that's built up. Like, it becomes this thing where if Luann does not marry this man, the other women win because they've been trying to break them up from so the beginning. Did. So she got married, divorced four months later, oh and God. then famously what happened, she, um, in a drunken rage, like, would lock herself in someone else's hotel room, and like, slam doors in cops' faces. like Telling people that she would kill them. Telling cops she would kill and, them. And, but what was this Christmas incident about this year? This is when she got arrested. This, this is that. yeah. And that was oh, it. this was that. And that was yeah. it. And she that was drunk it. and disorderly she, and screaming. She, and she tried to. I read a report that she tried to escape mm-hmm. from the handcuffs in the cop car, screaming, "I'll kill you all!" Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's that a fall. is no. It's and yeah. And there's something, you know, like Shakespeareanly tragic about that. I but know. I will this say the this: the story of Lou. I will say this: that is the story of Lou, but the story of. You out there listening, Los Culturistas listeners, I just want to point to someone. Mariah Carey. Mariah. Last night on the New Year's Rockin' Eve, she planted her two goddamn wealthy feet. In the eight in the feels like eight degrees Fahrenheit. She was looking freezing as fuck and screaming for her tea. Yeah. But she never got did get the tea, but she did sing well. She sang well. Two of her big songs. Her first single ever, Vision of Love. And hero. And hero. And she sang them. Mm. And that is a triumphant story. And I'm happy that 2017, and this is actually also very indicative of 2017 for me, starts with a tragic display of failure. Yes. From Mariah. And it comes back and she was triumphant. And maybe that's a narrative we can ride into 2018 on. I can draw a That your lowest lows can launch you into your highest highs. Exactly. What was your highest high? Of 2017, mm-hmm. winning the Icon Award three times in one year. Absolutely. And and it was our honor to bestow that Thanks. upon you. I would hope that's also both of your high. <laughs> what was your highest high of 2017? It's not necessarily a bit question. Okay, not necessarily a bit question. Highest high of 2017. Um, The live shows were so fun. Truly, I mean that. Um, and it was really cool to see the response, and that sounds, you know, really... No, I think that's good. Whatever, but, um, and going to Australia was really emotional, mm-hmm. because it was it was just me, like, it was just me, like, going back to the place where it was like, oh, like, I'm sort of in I'm some way... I'm from here. <laughs> no, well, it, it was like, I'm, my dad kept saying, like, you're made of these things, you're, like, you're made of these... Of the of the, of these minerals and of, oh, the, wow. of this water and all this stuff, like this is this is what made you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so that. What about you, Matt? Um, well, I first want to say that's like me and me and Pat. We have that, but with like Long Island, New York. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. That's beautiful. And mm-hmm. we're like made of like bagels and like cancerous cells in the water. I love that. Um, pr- uh, probably for me, probably going to just for laughs. Yes, beautiful. Probably that was the highlight. That's great. But then, like. Also, I think when you have a year with a lot of high highs, you have a year, year inherently with a lot of low lows. I had a lot of low lows. Big, really big, big time low lows. I had not that high of highs and not that low of lows. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. That's good. I'm really excited for you about that. Are you wow, hoping for you. higher highs and I not would, necessarily lower lows? I would say that that's a fair thing to say <laughs> that I'm hoping for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a good year. I had a good year, but a boring year. You know what I mean? Like nothing, like things were good this year. Like last time I was here famously in 2016, I was like in a bad place right, and right, now right. I'm in a good place. I think that you starting the year with the show that you're doing is going to be a very good thing. Tell us about the show. So I'm going to be doing my show called Pat Regan Unwrapped and Loving It, the mm. duplex. And I'm just, I'm doing 30 minutes. It's going to be a little storytelling. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, And it's just like this, like where I'm at right now. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just like, and there'll be lots of my jokes, but lots of stories. There's some, okay, so a little different. A, a little different. It's similar. I've done, I've done this, a similar sets twice before. You've seen one. Yeah, of them. yeah, I've seen It'll it. It'll be very 
very similar to that, but with new stuff. Right, right, right. And so like a half hour you're doing a half there. hour, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm excited. Aaron and Josh and Naomi and Dara are all opening up. That's amazing. What an amazing site. Now, so like also we have to say shout out to the duplex, which is becoming a very preeminent place for people to go do their work. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they treat us good. Yes. They treat us all shout out to the duplex. Shout out to the duplex. Preeminent place. Now are you gonna be doing um will you ask them to remove the piano? I will not, but I will be addressing um, yeah, the piano. Because the there will be a piano on stage, and famously, like I don't know if you identify as a singer. I am not a singer. Right, I right, don't right. sing. I'm a triple threat in other ways. Um, <laughs> How? Ha- I don't need to list them. Be because You're right, you I don't. Have you don't need anything. Very good at podcasting. Very yeah. good yes. at um, famously keeping track of uh, track and field statistics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, these are threats. Now, I don't want you to start a podcast because I think that people might choose to listen to that one over this one and that would be really terrible because I first and foremost care about me and Bo. It Sorry. would be a huge betrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but, but And it would be a huge betrayal. Okay. But do you ever think about starting your own, like, I don't know, platform for your voice on a mass level? Um. Wow, what a question. I feel like I'm on the couch of, and I hate to like, use this kind of inflammatory word, but Ellen, I feel like I'm on a talk show couch No, right it's now. more like no. The View. I'm not calling you out. I'm saying I I feel like I'm on a talk show. It's like Stern. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on Stern. Yeah. But um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, have, I haven't given it a time. I think thought. the world is your oyster. I want. Wow. I, I would listen to Pat, and I'm say, again, it would be a huge betrayal if he did start his own podcast, mm-hmm. but I would listen with enthusiasm Wow. a podcast of Pat really just digging into um, the, the researched minutia of some topic. It could be running, it could be the housewives, it could be could be anything that he's passionate about. I my deal with like all things is like I feel like I I have such low awareness of some things that are maybe important and then like the things that I ran like arbitrarily like that I'm drawn to, I become obsessive and yeah, know same. like every yeah. single thing it's about true, it. Yeah, that's like that's culture. That's culture. That is cultural. That's why you can it's always like easy to say what it is. Like yes. for me it's like Orlando, Kelly Clarkson, reality television that was competitive. Mm. For me, it's running track and field, distance running at the NCAA level, at the professional level, and it's Housewives and Housewives adjacent reality. Wow. Um, oh, I, I guess it's uh, video games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, day planners. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What's the trendiest day planner? Wait, really? Yeah, and I got a new one for the new year, and it's really, it's, it's great. I, I'm worried that I'm gonna fall off of it though. Um, and oh God. Did I see you writing your day planner today? You did. When I met you up for coffee? It's called the, guys. No, what do you write? Are you just like, this is what I'm doing today? Um, yeah, and, well, and there's just like, you know, fun little layouts for like the month and you write your, you know, your, you know, your goals or you can just scribble. Like, like today I was, I was drawing, I was trying to like, you know, costume design, like what my uniform for the year would be, like what, mm. like the, like the template for, and I think it's just seemed to be like, you know, ribbed black sweater. Gray running shorts, or no, no, not Wait, running shorts. Gray joggers, pants. You'll jo- draw out your like outfit. No, I, and poorly. I'm just like, oh, like what, like because I was nice to dream. It's nice to dream. Can nice I tell you dream. one of my goals for when I'm rich? Mm-hmm. When I'm rich, in my thirties. What stylist? No, Style, kind of. Okay. I want to. I'm gonna get like really into fashion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and oh I'm God. gonna. I want to be fashion police. Have, do you watch yes. Project Runway? I, really I have old seasons, but I always like it. And I trust my aesthetic, but I just don't try. And that's why I often end up in, like, hoodies and running pants. Matt is a new convert, and I feel like Matt has really gotten an, an education. I love Project Runway, and now I will be more interested in the things I put on my body because of it. Like, right now, for 2018, I believe I'm going to be trying, like, because I love to be four years late on trends. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love, like, a button up to the top flannel. 
in a ni- in a nicely foot fitting pant. I mm. am on a lifelong quest to find a pant that fits me well. Oh yeah. Um, and it's hard. It's it can really, be difficult. It's really hard because a lot of times, like what's good for your waist is not good for the inseam. Yeah, I just they yeah, and I don't know where to put them on my hips, but yeah. You oh, know, it's so str- it's such a struggle. But I think that that's what your thirties are for—is like finding those answers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's comforting. But yeah, so I want to like get really into fashion. Like I just fucking don't have the money to like really go into a store and be like, these are the things I like. So I end up just like wearing whatever. Yeah, I, I do want to ask you just because um, it's been referenced multiple times mm-hmm. in this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think age is such a such a big sort of touchstone for you. Famously, mm-hmm. you're the first 23-year-old. You're the, you will be the last 23-year-old. Exactly. But as as you keep referencing you going into your 30s, I want to know, Pat, and I'm sorry if this feels like you're on the couch of Ellen, but what are your hopes? She has two love seats, by the way. It's she just doesn't, have a, she doesn't have a she couch. She has like two like armchairs. I'm just quoting Pat. Now. Right, and I will she doesn't s- have a couch. Okay, well, guess what? I don't know my couches, but I know my heart. <laughs> I don't know my set I don't know my set layouts, but mm-hmm. I, I know, know my, my heart. heart. What, what is your overall feeling as you as you enter? You're not you're not thirty yet, but as no, you, I'm twenty nine. I'm only twenty nine. You have I'm a, like a young. You have a, you have another ten months of being twenty nine. Exactly. So what what is your overall feeling of of because I'm getting to this point now where I'm just like really thinking about age, but as you enter your thirties, as, as you keep referencing it, and I'm just pointing this out. This is just an observation. What is your overall feeling? Totally. About? So I'm gonna try not to like push to think of answers, but I'm just going to say things that I feel like I've, I think about as I'm getting older. Here we go. I want um, to have a nice apartment. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have a nice apartment somewhere that's, like, my space. Yes. And I want um, to feel like I've created... Like, I think I want to write, like, essays, like, prose essays, and I don't do that quite enough. I'm doing Artist's Way right now, and I yes. and I shout out its praises, though I have produced nothing since doing it. It's only... The, the only thing is morning pages. Right, that's exactly. Thing, yeah. And I also want to run a fast marathon. And I, I'm not sure, like, what that number is, but, like, I want it to be, like, I want to feel like I've put in, like, five years of, like, a certain level of training that I, I know what it looks like. And right now my life is too, like, transient to, like, always, like, this week is going to be really bad training and, like, last week wasn't great. So I had some good weeks cold, in the fall. It's hard. So, cold. Yeah. But I want to, like, this is boring, but I want to, like, do that by the time I'm 35 because after 35 you kind of start declining where even if I could, you could run really well after mm-hmm. that, but... If I run my best marathon after that, I'll always be like, I wonder if I started. Or, like, yeah, I wonder if I really. done in your prime. What would yeah, it because I famously used to run quite a bit, and now I'm like trying to reclaim that. So I'm that's like on the list. And um, I think I want to be. I want to be like. I want to write television, I guess, also at some point. But I'm not like mad. I don't need to. Write. I don't. I don't need to. I would if I had to choose between like writing television and writing like more like um prosy stuff. I would choose prosy stuff and I don't know how much of that is I just like don't like Celtics or like how much of it is like (laughs) that's what I want but I also I've like released the dream of like not even the dream but like the put upon dream of like being like I don't need to like be on television I I don't need to act anymore like I never wanted to act and just because I like doing comedy like I was like, I guess I have to act. But it's not. But I don't feel good at acting, and I also don't like it. So I'm not We were just talking at coffee about the difference between performance and acting. Like, like it's it's this kind of weird thing where it's like, 
you could be very good at like sketch comedy or like improv or something or being on stage and like doing these things. But then when it comes to like a cameras in your face or like you have to actually engage with someone in a real way on stage and like getting to the truth of the situation, like that is so hard. Right. And just because you are good at comedy does not mean you are an actor. And it is so hard. It's so much harder than it looks. Like Erica Jane was just <laughs> doing an audition on Real Housewives. I and I literally I said to Bond, I was like, actually. she turned it out. She was great in that audition. And I'm and I think that she's probably a very talented woman that I would probably get along with. But yeah. I don't think that she's a good real housewife. Mm. Right. I was just saying, you know, she accomplished acting on that show in a way that I didn't expect. In a way that, like, even though she was doing nothing too great, I turned to Sudi and I was like, wow, she slayed that You know audition. what she did really well in that audition? This was an audition from last season. I think season seven. seven. Yeah. Um, she... Uh, she like took notes like she did a read with Aileen yeah. and then like she got notes and she like slayed the note like she, she did, did exactly she what they she took direction asked. well yeah. amazing yeah Erica. yeah I think she's a talent I really <laughs> do but I just like but not a housewife wow okay so it's kind of like that performance versus acting thing like I don't think that Sonia Morgan <laughs> would be a very good yes exactly anything else <laughs> yes but she is a good housewife yeah it's yeah. rare to intersect at being a good housewife and being a good actress. But Aileen Davison does it. But here's the thing. It's like crazy. Imagine, 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 imagine if you realized that your true talent was being a housewife on television. That's huge. I would, uh, right now, being a reality star is like one of the best gigs you can get with Spawn, Spawn Con being what it is. You know what I mean? Maybe we should just do that. I would do, I would do a reality show in one second. People, we, because I love reality, people always ask me if I would do reality. And I would do any reality show. I have to reveal something. I would do a cool version of Gay Batch. Yeah, oh, totally. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Actually, that's the one I don't know if I would. I don't know if I want to, like, find love on reality TV. It's so humiliating, but what if you were, like, a breakout star? <laughs> See, yeah. But, but there are other, there's so many easier avenues for If that. I was on that's Gay true. Batch. I'm kind of being physician. <laughs> if I was on Gay Batch, I would be there for the wrong reasons. And because yeah. I have so much respect for the authenticity of reality television, I would have trouble, like, being okay with that. I have a question about reasons. Is is it a wrong reason to be there if your goal is to become the next batch? That's the wrong reason. <laughs> That's the wrong, the wrong reason, reason to be there, right? Absolutely. Okay, so my reasons are bad. <laughs> but here's the other thing, oh too. Is in a way, I don't mind wrong reasons if, like, I'm not a big, like, wrong reasons, like, queen, because I think that... <laughs> right, right, right. Because I think as long as, <laughs> as long as you're opening to the open to the possibility that it could happen, like, even if you're there for another reason, but you're like, oh, if I like this guy and, like, we explore love together and That's I That's a bonus, love, yeah. Then as long as you're open to that, then I think you just need to be there and be open to it. But, That's like, beautiful. Some people are there and you, you can tell, like, they're... They're not ready to emotionally open themselves up and look for love. Mm. And I think that's a big ask. I wouldn't be able to do that, but I also would never sign up for that reason. Mm-hmm. So I think Wells is an example of that. Like someone who like big time. Who is there not for the right reasons, but not even like he, yeah, like I think he, Wells is there for his ego. That's why Wells is there. My sister was like, Oh my god, Wells and his girlfriend, who what's her name? Oh, uh, from Modern from Family. From Modern Family, uh, I don't know her name. What's Sarah Highland? Yeah. She's like, My sister likes a bachelorette and bachelor, and she was like, Oh, Wells Adams and um Sarah Hyland are so cute. They're so cute. And I kind of was like, yeah, but you know they're only dating each other because they're famous and wouldn't be dating mm-hmm. if they weren't famous. And literally what they have in common is the fact that sometimes people take pictures of them. Right. Well, <laughs> see, I could, like, knowing Wells the way that I do mm-hmm. and feeling like I kind of know Sarah just from, like, watching her, I, th- I could see them, like, being really in love. But I think that Wells would never, like, go on. Like, I think Wells is someone who requires that certain level of privacy that he couldn't do it there. And I think... He like if you watch if you watch JoJo season like Wells is completely unable to like try to open himself up to a relationship. And then why um, is he repeatedly on these shows? Because he's popular. He especially was popular in JoJo season because he's like they 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 would have you believe he's like witty and funny. And they certainly would. It becomes increasingly um, clear that he's not. 
but this I, guy they let him like go on extended bits on Bachelor in Paradise as like this girl went into the ocean and he like narrated it as like this like Australian sea captain or something and I was like what the fuck no. is going it's, on contextually he was funny and Jojo because he was like at least like the, the, the voice of reason but then he became like during his first season of Bachelor in Paradise he famously like went on a date with Ashley I who's my, of course, I tr- have the biggest. Well I will watch Ashley I's full SpawnCon stories. Like I don't care. Like I, th- I really I have, love Ashley. I have I. the storm. Ashley, I have the storm. Ashley, I have the storm. And her, she's only guilty of feeling. That was when it became clear yes. that like voice. That that's when that was the Wells' first season where he'd already been on a season, uh-huh. and that that's always a change. Like every season two of a, every Housewife's second season is their real first season. Uh-huh. That's when we're seeing them after they've relaxed. already been yes. on. Yeah, not even relaxed, but aware. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah, they yeah. then they've seen themselves once. Right, they know how they. Look and so Wells, mm. at the, you could tell in, in um, ba- his first Bachelor in Paradise season, n- knew he was funny, like and, Alyssa Edwards. Yes. And, um, yes, and then and then it only got worse Huge. in his second Bachelor in Paradise season, which he he well, that, though I have more respect for that because he didn't come in as a as a contestant; he was there just as like a bartender who wasn't looking for love. Mm. I see. You, you lean into it, and you either succeed at leaning into it. I think like Alyssa Edwards does. Like Alyssa Edwards is this. Probably the most famous RuPaul's Drag Race Isn't queen it crazy at this that point. I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race. It really is, it really and is, you know what? Uh, you should maybe even start with All Stars three, which start is about with to... an All Star season. Yeah. Start with an All Star season. I, I think that's with fine. An season? Yeah. I think I think you can start because when... you get a lot of you you catch up really quickly with an All Star because they have to give you background on on queens that have been there. So I also think with RuPaul's Drag Race, you can start with literally any season because that one season, no matter what the quality of that is, like some people might even say season seven is quote unquote bad, like. You could start with, and All Stars One I think is known as kind right, of being right, bad, right. but you could start with any and get obsessed regardless of quality because of what the show is, yeah. and then just start from wherever you want in the beginning. And other, choose your own adventure. After you can that. pick the season that your favorite queen was in, but I think you would fucking love. Uh, well, I, love I feel like your reality show media diet has to include. Drag well, it's yeah. becoming. You, you have an obligation. I have an increased sense of guilt, like over not watching. Oh, I mean, don't Drag feel Race. guilt about no, it. I just, get that too of Game of Thrones. Just, just, just you know, make that actionable and just do it. Totally, it'll it, be on my 2018 action items. Thank you. Because actually, I'm I'm sorry to everyone listening if you don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but actually, it's going to be a part of 2018 Lost Code is we are going to be talking a lot about RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's going to be something that we talk about. So, you know what? Bravely. Been, I, that is brave in this climate. I think that I, um, lately, I think that I lately have been watching a lot of Survivor, even like old seasons of Survivor. But is that true or is that just a and thought? It's, I think that because it's true. Okay. Yeah, he thinks that, but based on research that he's done on his own life. I reflected and I... And I came to the conclusion that I've been watching quite a bit of Survivor. That's amazing. Watch the pilot episode of the first season. I, w- I recently watched it, and I was like, oh, this was finding its sea legs, if you will. Do you want to hear something hysterically funny? Yeah, absolutely. I have never seen the first season of Survivor. I've seen almost every oh. other season. Yeah. But I, I watched the season finale of the first season while I was on That's vacation actually, with my family. Literally, literally <laughs> same. Literally same. That's how I got Bet. into Survivor, was and the final four of the first season, which I, was famously Susan Rudy, Hawk. Susan, Kelly, mm-hmm. and Richard. And Susan Hawk's famous speech. But I... And then I, I would came not give into you water if I saw you dying of thirst with a heavy Minnesota accent. Yeah, um, but I um, <laughs> that was a, su- a star in the making moment because she didn't understand what reality television no, that, was. That reality, reality now is a whole different game. Yeah, because you know. And then it went through like an adolescence where it was like 
Um, now these people are coming on having seen reality shows, and now we're in a new place where like these people have grown up watching it, and it's it's like just a part of their world. Like even I'm a big I watch Big Brother on CBS, and that is my sister's obsessed with uh, it. It's the, that's the kind of fans because it's on three times a week. Yeah, um, it oh demands God. that you oh not have God. a relationship. Like it demands like it demands <laughs> you for the summer, and yeah. there's also live feeds where you can watch them 24 seven. And even Julie they, Chen is like posted up. Yeah, oh true. God. Yeah, Julie Chen ter- should get an Emmy, an Oscar award for Big Brother, <laughs> an Oscar. Award and um, Oscar, Oscar award, award is the title of the episode. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's the story of Lou. Well, um, <laughs> misleading and makes you think the whole episode is going to be about Lou, and it's not. This it's, episode has been so much more than about. It's Lou. not about Oscar. There's a big either. chunk about Lou. Remember Julia? <laughs> oh, oh TBT, 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 TBT did our Julia Styles conversation. But most of the Big Brother conversations are them like laying around on like you know their couches with their big like comforters on them and they're like yes. do you think I'm like do you think I'm an Amanda and they're, they, they're, they're only points of re- they're like trying to figure out who they are to the outside world who's watching which is like that's something we didn't see on reality like five years ago who do you think Bowen would be Pat's favorite queen because I think I know oh this is so hard I think I know who would be his favorite queen um, Trixie no I think he would appreciate Trixie because of her no, it has razor to be, sharp wit. It has to be someone who's not that self aware. So what? So really, it has to someone be, who I guess knows the assignment. I don't know someone who knows the assignment, but is also like not fully tapped into what makes them watchable. I think that's maybe I'm like misreading what Pat responds to with yeah, the Housewives I, world. No, so it's like it's it's knowing this, but like Lisa Rinna knows the assignment, but she's still not authentic because she's trying and to you do love it too Lisa. much. The assignment is to just be authentic, and so if you're trying to do that, then you're not. You know what I mean? So it's like. I don't, I, think, I don't know what that means in the RuPaul verse, but for Housewives no, it, verse, it, it reads. I, I think it's like I, I truly think it's like maybe a Chi-Chi. I think he'd like Katya actually. He'd love. So Katya. I'll say this of like when I've Katya, seen there's something in Katya for everybody. Yeah. Um, when I've seen drag shows like around town, mm-hmm. I think what I've the ones that I when I'm like impressed or like when I the ones that I get in, the moments that I get into were like the fun like impressive almost like athletic like um dance stuff. Okay, like, cool. I will say that watching a live drag performance is so far away from what the entertainment value of Drag Race. So okay. what but you having was, you having said that, having I said do that, think you'd like Alyssa. You like Alyssa. You like Chi-Chi. You might even like Kennedy because Kennedy's authentic. And I think that when I watch, even, even though she's not the most interesting, engaging queen, she, she I love Kennedy. Love Kennedy. I, I think, th- and I, I like think her. that I agree that I think what I would respond to is not necessarily like. I think that the one who I whose drag I like the best wouldn't necessarily be the one who I like the best, but oh, I would sure. connect on a personal level. Yeah, I think you would hate the the like look queens. You would not like, like the look you queens. would not be a Violet Chachki fan. You would not be a Pearl fan. I might like that though. I like the re- like the realism of like I like when I feel like they're really recognizable characters from my life that I've seen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when it's like oh I know that woman. You know what I mean? That's fun to me. But then sure. I'm like wait then isn't it just like characters? The, the you know thing what I mean? about, the thing yeah, about Drag is, Race though. too that it's, that's very interesting is that. It's a show about professional attaining some sort of professional success or actualization where it's, you know, might be true in the housewives world, but it's like you're watching these people grow as artists. Mm-hmm. And so you might respond to certain narratives about people like learning, a, learn, like figuring out in the moment what makes them great. And I feel like maybe like a kimchi Pat would like or someone, you know, someone who has like this great arc of like. I don't know what I'm like. I don't. I'm out of my league here. And then who like? Totally. I always respond to that. My favorite yeah, yeah. genre of movie is like Girl in Big City, like trying to make it. Like such I, a good genre. Then I think you would like Chi Chi. <laughs> I recently just watched Frances Ha, and I really liked it. Is oh, that bad? No. I really liked Lady it. Lady Bird is the only Greta Gerwig movie I've seen. I've never seen Lady Bird. Oh, you got you it. You would it's love. So good. Lady you would Bird. love it. Okay, I'm starting to think I might like that. <laughs> I want to say one thing about All Stars coming up. 
Somebody told me a hint about some tea. And I will say, if this tea is true, it is going to be a unpredictable and very fun season. You Can you say what that tea is? If I said the tea, it would actually be Scalding. sort of so, revealing the success of one or two contestants. Okay, so then tell me after And this. therefore, I will tell you after, if you want to know. I will not get mad at you. Because I have been really through it wow. on this podcast and in my private life about potentially ruining, quote unquote, things. But I don't think that that's <laughs> ruining, true. Okay. Quote unquote, I things. think that people are out to get me is what I'm saying. Okay. All Always. Right. Okay, so interesting. But I'm being brave in 2018. Well, yes, I famously. And something that the listeners can look forward to in 2018 is, you know, maybe some specific content relating to Drag Race on Lost Culture. There definitely will be, and and yeah, we're we're taking a stand. You know, you know, something we're taking a stand outside of the regular episode release cadence. I mean, maybe I, you've listened to our episodes in the past with Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson, and also Nicole Silverberg, where we talked entirely about RuPaul's Drag Race the entire time. Yes. It, I don't know if it'll be that. It won't be. May, might not be that in depth, but we'll but see. But we're going to be discussing it. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to, to I Don't Think So, honey. Yes. Oh, wait, I get so nervous for these. I was sure that's insane because you were the icon. And that's why. And that's why. Oh, because you think crown. that heavy is the crown. Heavy is the crown, and that is a Lisa Vanderpump quote. <laughs> is it really? She, oh, no, she, she I mean, originated, she, she originated the quote. that quote, yeah. <laughs> What's the best Real Housewives heavy quote is the of head all time? So I was like, heavy is the head. Heavy so is the head. So what I'm thinking about now is like what Luann's headline will be, oh and this is what God. I've settled on. This is what I, this is what I, I would pitch. <clears throat> I have the right to remain silent, but I'll always speak my truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's gorgeous. Right, love. That's Who can I send gorgeous. that to? I would love to be that guy that writes it. I want, Andy Cohen. I want to know. This is how you know when you like see like I remember seeing like. Um, like behind the scenes footage of like Ashley Simpson like writing her songs and it's like some guy some like old guy with her in a studio and they're like collaborating together for like hours like that's how I picture like those taglines getting written like each housewife goes in and yes, they like yes, they have yes. like a 12 hour like who are you this what season about yeah. the, the, the housewives that are like pathetic and nothing their taglines are always like I'm always extra mad about them mm-hmm. I was like ugh like when Kristen was like pretty is not as nice as it looks I, I was like well cause that, that, oh, the previous season her first season she got shit because her tagline was I may not be smart but I'm pretty <laughs> And then she got shit. So they said, pretty is not as dumb as Earth. Pretty is not as dumb as Earth. Something yes. like that. It was just so But I actually stupid. like, I like Kristen Teichman. Like, I don't need you no, to I come don't in her. strong. Like, I need to feel like, but I I feel like I know Kristen Teichman. If I, I, if I saw her, I connect with her emotional truth. Controversial, I'm going to say this. I am not here for housewives that are young. They're not always, they're hit or miss. I don't want young housewives. I want housewives in their 40s who feel like, there's something on the line. Totally. Even if there's not because they're rich and taken care of for life, they you can see the panic in, yes. <laughs> in, like, in their eyes. Because I, what, what I love is when there's a nice balance, when there's a yeah. cast with like a 30-year-old, like, and then there's a, and, but also like a 55-year-old. That's what I yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, let's do I Don't Think So, Honey, okay. because there's obviously, I mean, this episode is looking back on 2017 and looking forward to 2018, and there's so much to discuss, but yes. we do have to eventually end it. We do. So now we have to do I Don't Think So, Honey, despite your fears. Mm. So, okay, but to assuage those fears, we, you know, we, Matt and I will go first as, as We'll tradition. always go first. Oh, thank you. We'll always set you up for success. Thank don't you. Don't ever forget that. Thank you. Okay, Matt, do you want to go first or shall I? I'll go first. Okay, all right. This is Matt Rogers' oh I Don't Think So, Honey. 
His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. People with regrets. Okay? Because guess wow. what? They're in the past. <gasps> and unless you have a little um, time machine, like Doc Brown ass bitch, you can't go back. And so why would you even waste time saying that you have regrets? Guess what? That thing that happened in 2004, you will never go back there. Mm. So look forward, honey. Yes. I don't think so, honey. Regrets. Why would you even waste someone's time saying that you have regrets unless you don't want them to re- to make that mistake in the future. 30 seconds. And in that way, and if that's true, don't frame it like one of my biggest regrets is. Mm. You have to frame it like honey for the future dot dot dot. And never mention regrets because mm. regrets are, you know, 15 seconds. Regrets are not the season's highest fashion accessory. Wow. I'll tell you what is. Confidence. And yes. button. Five seconds. And what's wrong with being confident? Let me tell you something. What do I regret? Nothing. Je regrette rien. And that is one wow. minute. Wow, I'm so sorry. I, non je regrette rien. I impose on the sanctity of your, I don't think it's when I thought your time was up. I thought we were going to reflect on it. That's why I spoke up a bit. Oh, Can I tell okay. you something? I wanted to, I don't think so, honey. People who don't courtesy flush because earlier today I had to piss someone's shit off the side of the bowl and that was my shit so convert- I, was, I wasn't gonna give you up but oh, he okay. took a ch- I took big an explosive shit. shit and it clung to the walls of the toilet and I had to when I went in after him I had to piss the shit off wow. the sides of the bowl and that is friendship wow I, I, actually, wrote a, I that- actually wrote a song about this cool really, you wanna perform it now sure okay um, or save it for the end of the podcast. We can do it at the end because we traditionally end with a song. Now I, I do tradition. have a song oh, wow. about this. Okay, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll and, re- and I'll just say conversely, this. I hate when you're at like like I was just at a brunch and I and like I hate when you're at like a closed space and this isn't I don't think this is my I don't think so, honey. Okay. But like when you when the flusher is not strong, yes. and it's like you can't the onus is on you to press down or, on the flusher or when it, you flush it and it's just like it doesn't really do anything uh, and you have to like wait the water I pressure. can't do it to it. I have to step in because it doesn't matter. Like, that's not an excuse. If if you are leaving the bathroom and it looks like you've used it, no, it's I agree. Wrong. I agree, but and, I'm saying it's and hard I don't, sometimes. And I don't care if you leave your piss in the toilet because to save water, that's disgusting, especially. If your pee is highlighter yellow, you're sick. You're sick mentally seek, and you're sick physically. And seek treatment. And seek, and treatment, seek treatment for that. Seek treatment for that because you know what, honey? You're really sick, actually. And it's really and sad. And you know what's funny about this whole thing? This, what I'm saying, is a lot more engaging than my actual I don't think so, honey. No. And that's me being brave no. in 2018. Wow. That's where all my I don't think so, honey, is going to be really boring, but everything else is going to be so, 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 so good. Thanks. Um... <laughs> I'm going to need my phone for this, so can you get your phone out to time? Yeah. Okay. My phone keeps falling on the ground. No, no, no. You, I actually... Why? Did I, you write I, notes? I guess... No, I, I just I just need a reference. Um, it's such a scene right now, me looking for my phone. Okay, I, no, no. Just use mine. Just use mine. Okay. Just, you just use All right. This mine. is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so. Oh, I have my phone. I could have that's Just forget it. I was like... I have to pee, and I'm like thinking about that. Well, stop thinking about that, because you're somewhere really where you have to focus. Okay. All right. I don't think so, honey, Bowen Yang. Your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The general manager of the Colorado Ski and Golf on Havana Street in Denver, Colorado, bitch. I had to get my ski boots resized because one of your salesmen sold me a shitty Solomon boot. And, honey, I had to... I was in horrible pain last year when I was skiing. And my dad was livid was like we have to we have to correct this to do something. so next year which you know is this year i.e. Right. we go to the ski and golf we say someone sold us a terrible product that gave me horrible cramps seconds. last year can you please help us George at Colorado Ski and Golf the general manager 
roundly ignored us for the better part of 45 fucking minutes until a nice young man, Zach, came and said, we will heat these up and we will seconds. expand the width and expand. Where, where is the pressure? I will help you. Zach, I love you so much, but I, I will, I will, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. I'm irresponsible. Five seconds. Call 303-337-1734 to complain about the general manager. George! That's one minute. Wow. Oh my God. Incendiary. One Publicly of the best ever. I want to, I've never done this before, but I will use my platform to sick my supporters I don't see you getting your fucking notebook out and writing that down. Because it's not because I don't. HPJ. And George, if you're listening. Question this. And George, if you're listening, seek treatment. Seek treatment. Seek treatment. Wait, I have a few things to say about that. Okay. One, George, seek treatment. seek treatment. Two, coming to the stage, Solomon Boot. Three, <laughs> Zach will always be the savior. Zach was the. And was he hot? Because yeah. you can't be named Zach and not be hot. And work at a ski shop. And it's rule of culture number fifty-one: you can't be named Zach you and can't not be, named be Zach hot. And work in a ski shop. And work in a ski shop. And <laughs> Zach, Zach, I will say, is the platonic ideal of a salesperson Aww. who works. Explain. He's just so helpful. He was so understanding. He listened. And here's the thing: he might work for he might, he might work on commission. The service that he provided for me free of charge he said this is totally free you bought the boot from us we get to we get to recustomize this for you totally free and you know what Did, got but none that of that being from George. said got but none that, of that being said call their place his place of employment and complain well and no 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 don't, and even, say, don't, and don't, don't even do this no 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 i'm sorry i i released the phone number not be, not not to God, you know you knew the number not to attack <laughs> the establishment but to one complain about george but two Please, please, please get Zach a promotion or a pay raise. Zach deserves it. I love Zach very much. Z-A-C. Because what can Zach. he be making? I don't know, but I, he deserves to be making so much more. He was so well-spoken, so nice, so genteel. I loved him. Thank you, Zach. I love Zach. Yeah, love he sounds like a really good guy. Okay, so, you know, um, time has come. Okay, I'm going to do it. This is going to be Pat Regan's I Don't Think So, Honey. And his time starts now. Okay, I don't think so, honey, bread. Because my 2018 <laughs> thing is less bread. Just less, less bread. bread. I don't like the way it, it, it's insidious. It invites me every day for lunch. I'm like, I'm not going to have any bread. Which, and, all, and I start considering options. All roads lead to bread. And guess what? It puts me, I need a 12-hour sleep after I've had even one slice of bread. And I don't like it. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't like the way it tempts me. I don't like the way it makes my body look. I don't like makes me feel bloated. Like, I don't think so, honey, bread. Like, it's involved in every single dish. It's all over. And it ruins lives. It ruins families. 30 it's seconds. damaging. It affects seconds. my entire day. I can't escape from it. It's everywhere. Like it think it acts like it's my friend and I want it. And then when I eat it, I feel so, so tired. My brain gets tired as is right now. Because guess what? I ate bread even though I said I wasn't going to. Me in the beginning of 18, I'm going to eat less bread. Me seconds. also in the beginning of 18, eating bread. And that's what I hate about bread. You can't trust it as far as you can throw it. I don't think so. Honey, bread makes me so fucking tired. It's like an ambient pill shape. Like a Five goddamn seconds. baguette. If you sell bread to people, seek treatment, honey. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Come on, Pat. You no, delivered. I'm... You delivered. Oh my god! Thank you. Red. Oh my god! Treat it's, like, it. it's like when Meryl. It's like when Meryl is in the post and she gives another amazing performance. It's like oh, she did it again. She did bitch. it again. But Pat has done it again. All right, now listen. Pat is mouthing over the mic that he has to pee so bad. So Just I guess that means that we have to, to go end our episode. But wait, one more little thing. Um, 
January 5th, Friday, January 5th at 7 p.m. at the Duplex. It's going to sell out. It's going to sell out. Buy your text. Buy your text in advance on purplepass.com. Did you set up your Purple Pass account? I set my Purple Pass account. Tickets are flying off the shelves. We got to get them. And And link on my Insta, Pat Regs, P A T R E E G S. My Twitter is at P.O. Regan. Follow me, bitch. If you don't follow me on Twitter, seek treatment. Seek treatment. (laughs) And now, as as Pat is getting ready to go pee, I'm going to sing a song about Courtesy Flush. This is Bowen Yang, Last Culture Recess. This is Matt Rogers, Last Culture Recess. We've just had Pat Regan. Here we go. You got a courtesy flush if you wanna be my husband. Courtesy flush when you leave behind the toilet because if you uh, leave your pee in. Up. He lost it. He lost you it. You got a courtesy flush if you wanna be my husband. Take a deep breath before you leave the toilet because if you wanna be with me, baby, and someday adopt a kid, you got a courtesy flush all your pee and shit. You need to flush two times. You need to flush two times. Beautiful. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.